0: You're listening to Rabot & Co. Here on
1: ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, nah, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, welcome back in. 11 o'clock hour, Tuesday edition. Rabot & Co. here, ESPN 680. 1057 will take you up until noon. Bobby V after us, live down there in South Carolina. And, of course, catch a roundtable. Three to six here. We go local seven to six every weekday on ESPN 680. 1057. 437-9680 is our UPS jobs text line. Please text in. You are the co in Rabot & Co. Let's keep that going. Alongside Zach Cantrell, Louis Rabot with you at Radio Louis on Twitter. Uh, the, the winner of the Kentucky Sports Person of the Year is out. Zach, did you see these tweets? No. Did you see D's tweets? How about that? Uh, yeah, it, is, it is a man named Travis Perry uh, who will be attending the University of Kentucky next year. Did you just snort there? No, I choked on a donut.
2: Ah, uh, there you go. All right.
1: So, I wish I snorted. That would have been way classier. Okay, so... Instead, my fat ass choked on a donut. So, the, don't laugh that hard. The, all right. So, here's what I want to say about that. I voted for the kid. Uh, looking at my list, fourth. Okay, I got no problem with him being in the top three, four, five, whatever. Okay, he's not even the best high school basketball player in this state, though. And and so that part I disagree with. Zakai Johnson over at Sacred Heart is easily the best high school basketball player in this state. She's, would you. When South Carolina is showing up to watch your games, you're the best high school player in the state. It's not oh he's from he's from you know where he's from, so he's going to go to Kentucky. It's not like that. She's if if she gets out of Jefferson County, Jeff Walls has failed. <laughs> like she's that good. That's how this is right now. And so for she didn't even make the top ten. So I I don't know what people are watching. I mean, I, Cody's wish made the top ten. He he didn't. He ran once in the state of Kentucky last year. As a horse, mm-hmm. sports person of the year, sports figure of the year. Okay, okay. Uh, and I'm a horse racing guy. <laughs> it's like, oh man! If you ever miss any part of the show, you can go back to the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com. Did have Mark Edison in his usual spot for the first hour of the show that way. Uh, so Charles Emanihu is going to be out as a pass rusher for the Chiefs. And Zach, you and I are are on the Chiefs as far as our predictive thoughts for the Super Bowl and those sorts of things, how we would bet the game, etc. Do you think this is a big deal? Because I actually do. I do think it's a big deal. He's one of their best pass rushers.
2: He's the guy who had the strip sack on Lamar that kind of got the momentum going in the Chiefs' favor. I mean... The big thing we talked about with their defensive line has been Chris Jones. He's the best defensive lineman, arguably, in the league. Well, he's getting double-teamed, and so now they have to go to somebody else, and Charles Amena, who has been their best pass rusher all season. So, yeah, I think it's a big loss for them.
1: Texter, I actually laughed out loud at your donut-choking moment. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Uh, the, you know, the interesting part of this is with Brock Purdy, and that's – I was thinking about this this morning too, Zach – It's amazing what your brain goes, the processes you go through when when you're thinking about putting a show together. And I was thinking about, we're going to be able to spend two weeks, because you're an NFL guy, talking through Super Bowl matchups and these kinds of stories and etc. And it's fun. I've never done this before. I'll be really honest. But, man, do you remember when L and UK played basketball and we didn't do any kind of like position matchup talk or, you know, how are the guards going to match up or, yeah, you right. know, who's going to cover Aaron Bradshaw? Like, we didn't even worry about it.
2: I saw a text earlier <sighs> saying something about if Louisville was good, would we be talking about them or would we still be talking about the Super Bowl? Like, we would be doing both.
1: Uh, we'd definitely be talking about them. Sure. Of oh course God, we would. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's kind of how this Because the Clemson game would be think about if Louisville, works. Louisville were even a bubble team. Yes. The Clemson game tonight would be unbelievably important. Of course. Oh my gosh! Yeah. How? Ex- oh. <laughs> Here's the the
2: secret of sports talk radio, people. When their your team is well, good,
1: don't, don't don't be that guy. We talk about <laughs> it. No, it's not even that. When they're bad, you talk about it too. If it bleeds, it leads. But yes, in true. this case, dude, if they were good. A quad one-type road game like this is going to be tonight? Yeah. Oh, we'd be talking net rankings. We oh,
2: oh, we'd be stuff? doing positional oh. matchups, X's of and O's. Everything.
1: Talking Brownell and how he matches up with Absolutely. Kenny Payne's philosophy and that kind of stuff. About Clemson just but got now jobbed at Duke. Now there isn't a, a philosophy anymore. So, yeah, this whole thing. What is, yeah, what philosophy? <laughs> Charles who? Omeni oh, who? Omeni oh, who? It. Come on now. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's actually not a big deal. So, if you're game planning now without – who who in the lineup. Yeah. With I think the thing that stood out about Purdy's performance on Sunday was was his legs. Yes. Right? Obviously. Yep. And the big plays there. Are you concerned about that if you're Casey, or do you trust that your defense is just better than the putrid lines do?
2: I'm trusting my defense is better. I'm trusting that my linebackers are going to be able to spy. And look, Purdy's going to escape. He's going to make some plays with his legs. But what killed the lines is he had two 20-plus yard runs at crucial times, one that led to the tying touchdown and then one that led to the game clinching touchdown you you can allow him to run around a little bit but you can't allow those 20 yard runs and i I trust that the chiefs linebackers like nick bolton willie gay will be in better position yeah, to contain better. that yeah, yeah
1: i agree
2: yeah uh, it'll be interesting they contain I, lamar now part of that todd Muck can also contain lamar but no kidding
1: can you run him back i don't
2: think you can and I think Greg. They Roman brought him in on purpose
1: because he was going to play more of a like a hybrid style. Yeah. And
2: everybody killed their previous offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, right. for doing similar things. Boom. Except Greg Roman never had it worse. The running backs got the ball six times. Like everybody owes him an apology uh, for what Todd Munkin did I on Sunday or what he
1: didn't do. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Uh, did Mark say anything about the NFL games that you agree or disagree with that stood out to you at least?
2: Uh not really. Maybe on I mean,
1: Legacy Talk or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, Legacy
2: Talk, something um, along those lines. Like yeah, I completely the the Bucks point was fascinating because Tampa yeah. for twenty years was irrelevant yep. from seventy nine to ninety nine, while they were oh, wearing uh, the creamsicles. They, they were, were nothing.
1: so bad that even Lions fans looked out on them.
2: Yeah. Well oh, the yeah. Lions were actually good in the nineties, so they were Decent. able to do yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. And then Tampa they lose the NFC championship game to Ricky Prohl and the and Bert Emanuel, the Bert Ricky Emanuel Prol. catch. Yeah, he's the guy who had the winning touchdown. We talk about Marshall Falk, <laughs> Isaac Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, it's Ricky Prohl had the winning touchdown. <laughs>
1: Ricky Prohl. Ricky Prol, speaking of Ricky Prohl, here's, here's
2: some Super Bowl trivia for you. Yep. Ricky Prohl caught the game-tying touchdowns right before the two Adam Vinatieri game-winning field goals.
1: Both of them? Yes.
2: How the Rams in 0-1 and the Panthers in 0-3. Ricky Prohl caught the tying touchdown with less than two minutes left. Then Brady drove the Patriots down, and Adam Vinatieri won the game of the field goal.
1: Do you think Ricky Prohl's a Tom Brady fan?
2: I'm guessing he's not.
1: I'm guessing the same. <laughs>
2: he there was a famous there's a famous clip of him before the first Super Bowl 36 saying tonight a dynasty is born. He was right. But he thought it was going to be the Rams to be
1: his team, yeah, right. Oh man. All right. Well, Ricky
2: Pro on a Tuesday. How about that?
1: Should I I don't do this in radio. Should I become annoying guy who champions Josh shirts from Indiana State? just to be that guy, knowing it's never going to happen. Of course. But just knowing it's never going to happen to be like, oh, see, you should have hired Josh Hurts. <laughs> I,
2: I wonder if they hire somebody like that. Are we going to get the reaction here? Do you remember when Gene Chizik got hired at Auburn? Okay. And they showed there was a clip of him showing up at the airport, and the fans
1: were like, boom, yeah. we want a winner, not a loser.
2: <laughs> and then two years later... Not because of Gene Chizik, but because of Cam Newton, they won a national championship. And oh, don't were- do that.
1: Don't do that. It, it, it is a very smart idea to reduce your playbook to Tech Mobile levels, where there's four plays. Cam straight ahead, Cam to the right, Cam to the left, handoff. That That's was their offense. Did. That was it. <laughs> and they won a title. <laughs> and
2: he won a national championship without a first-round pick on his team, on his offense. Uh-oh. Or anybody who had more than 500 yards receiving in the NFL. Cam
1: wasn't a first rounder. No, he was. Oh, okay. Other than I'm saying, Cam. Uh, other, sorry, sorry, sorry. Everybody okay. else. I
2: was like, holy. He sprint. was the number one pick. Yes, in that draft. Yeah, that right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He single handedly won the national title.
1: Dude, we watched Vince Young run all over USC. Yes, I mean, we it, did. It, it isn't. I mean, it's not unheard of in college football. No. So. Uh, yeah, the, the, the remarkable thing, by the way, is that Mahomes is doing what we just described; those two guys are doing, but he's doing it in the NFL, not in college. Yeah, that's why it's remarkable, right? So,
2: you know, it's interesting that I just thought, I thought of with the Forty ers they're kind of desperate too because I, they've I been agree. to the Super Bowl or NFC Championship for the last five years. They have arguably the most talented roster in the league, and if they don't win this one, it's going to be just missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Because when are they getting back with Debo and McCaffrey and Kittle, like how much longer are those guys going to be as good as they are at their respective positions? This feels like the 49ers window, and if they don't win it this year, are they going to with this crew? Mm. Is Kyle Shanahan ever going to get it done? Is Purdy he's the choked Two Super Bowls away. Right. Yep. Yeah, I
1: I think Purdy's good. Is it more about Shanahan to you than it is about Purdy on this yeah, team? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree with you
2: because Pur- yes. Shanahan has scar tissue because he blew twenty-eight-three against the <laughs> Patriots and he blew twenty to ten in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs at the Super Bowl. Purdy doesn't have that.
1: Well, there you go. Uh Let's do a, a raising canes read uh, at the end of this segment. Uh, so everybody, if you're driving, you may want to pull over in about three minutes. Um, just you got to gotta give them the tease there. Well, just so everyone, yeah, just so everyone can get ready to close their eyes and imagine chicken.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I look forward to that on Tuesday as
1: much as anything. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I assume eating the chicken.
2: Oh yeah, that's the obvious part. Oh, got it. Okay. I like the read too. I do like that I you're promoting you. the read. I do promote the.
1: Look, I have very little in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Texter, you, Mel, fans should not only want to win, but actually enjoy watching um, the product of the court again. Mac wasn't it, pain, not it. Indiana coach. Uh, Indiana State coach could be it. I don't know. I just I, – I don't think you, we need to tell the fans how to feel. Of course, they want to watch that kind of I, – I think Ennis' point is well taken, though, Zach, where – you got to get a guy who's comfortable in front of people, right? And so what's interesting about Abram, by the way, is I think even if he wasn't a homegrown guy, that... (laughs) That's an unbelievable text, and I will get to it in just a second. (laughs) Even if Brahm weren't a homegrown guy, at least when he sits down, and maybe this is partly because Kenny Payne's in town as well... (laughs) Right? Great text. It's a great text. <laughs> <Bad> text. <laughs> is that when he sits down, you at least he you know you know he means what he's talking about. Yes. Right? Now, are there angles to it where he's clearly dropping criticism on coaches in public, not in a mean spirited way, but just, hey, we need to be better this week? Of course. Does he do that with players once in a while? Of course. Using the media for those things is part of coaching. It's totally acceptable. But the fact that he gets up there and does it every week and you get a sense of what they're trying to do is a massive difference. And and I think Mark's right about that part on the basketball side. You need someone who's going to get up and do that part. That's right. Because we're not getting that part right now. And it is, you know, with Braum, it's very infrequent that it was the kid's fault. It was almost always on the coaches. Always. So that's that's kind of the fascinating part there. Should I read this text? It's that good, right? I think you have to uh, text uh, texter four three seven nine six zero UPS jobs. Text like not sure that UPS jobs wants to be affiliated with this, but here we go. Texter pants off. I'm ready for Texas toast talk. I forgot that I always bring up the Texas toast. There's a reason. It's good. It's good. <sighs> I, is it weird that I'm excited about Tim Lester at Iowa? No. Okay. The Big Ten's weird now, right? Trying to figure it out for the night. Like next three years or something is going to be a bizarre exercise i think you know because you get
2: the purdue and wisconsin that's about it or what basketball you
1: know they're good oh i'm talking about football oh i'm sorry so tim lester getting hired at iowa yeah, that's i'm sorry right. yeah that's right but in the next couple of years big 10 football obviously ohio state has decided they're stepping on the throttle and they're going all in which is great oregon's doing the same oregon's doing exactly the same it sounds like Washington's going to try to. Yeah. Right?
2: USC can We know the out.
1: we know what we're getting with USC. Yep. Michigan that's a huge change. I don't care if it's the same people in the building. Not having Jim Harbaugh there is a massive change. Yeah. And it is and most of his people are actually leaving. Right. And but even like a Schrome who who people think a lot of. Yeah. Let's be very clear. Man, that's a that step two feet to the left or whatever to be in the head coach's spot is so different. Night and day. It's unbelievable in college football. So it's not that when we talk about him, it isn't that we don't think he's capable. It's just incredibly difficult to be super successful at high-level spots like that. So
2: Penn State, we haven't even brought them up. That's partly because James Franklin's
1: still there and we just assume yeah. they're going to lose every big game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But just trying to figure out that – Thing because Iowa defensively is as good as anyone in the conference. Oh, fantastic! And they are year in and year out. And frankly, if, now that you watch Sam Laporta and some of these guys come out, they've had pieces as well on the offense. Are just it's just not executed. They've never had. They don't have the quarterback. They don't maybe, have- but I, dude, they should have scored more than they did this year. Of I mean, they, they just should've. should have, right? I mean, so Brian Franzen did bum, uh, and so I think the year is underrated. I'm just
0: they I don't know
1: where Iowa fits year. in that. I don't know where they fit in that hierarchy in the Big Ten now. Yeah. Are they 7th, 8th, something like that? Yeah,
2: they're in that kind of middle pack. Like,
1: But they have a defense where they could be top 2-3, which, by the way, yeah. in the new playoff system, puts you in the playoff if you're in the Big Ten.
2: Yeah. I want to see how these, like, Iowa, Wisconsin, yeah. Minnesota, where did...
1: Michigan State. Yeah, because like, yeah.
2: they're now middle of the pack in the Big Ten. Right. Like, there's a clear pecking right. order. Like, Oregon, up, Oregon
1: immediately comes in and is above Michigan State right now. Yeah. Washington comes in, they're above Michigan State right now. Yep. USC, comes in, State right now. Yep. USC comes in, they're above Michigan State right now. So you add these teams... Where you had a guy, you know, you had a team like, like a Michigan State or an Iowa or something that thought of themselves as the tier right below yeah. those top, top teams. But now that upper tier is even more full, right? Because, I, and I don't know, I should ask actually, do you put Oregon and USC in the same tier as in Ohio State?
2: No. Okay. It's right. Ohio State and Michigan's conference and then everybody else is kind Isn't of that in that like, next tier. That's so, still the case. Like, did we create a
1: new tier by bringing those teams in or did they go into that tier with Penn State and into that tier with, with, with Wisconsin? They're kind
2: of in that tier with Penn State, I would say. That's not Wisconsin. Probab- no, Wisconsin's not that, not at that level. Wisconsin's okay. a good nine, maybe ten win program. Wisconsin's never winning a national championship. They that's don't have that. They all don't all have the resources to do that. That's How I feel about Penn State. Penn State can win a national championship if they got the right guy.
1: <sighs> maybe.
2: Penn State recruits very well. I hear They're, you. They win ten, eleven games. They go to Peach Bowls, Rose Bowls. Yeah. Like if they ever got a coach, that could actually not down his leg in big games. They could win a championship. Chicken it's time, impossible.
1: <sighs> Even on a dreary Tuesday, you can be assured that our friends are raising canes and raisingcanes.com has that hot, fresh, hand battered chicken that we all we all imagine and think about, but those crinkle cut fries, that delicious one of a kind, Texas toast, that delicious cane sauce, find it all with our friends at Raising Canes and Raising dot com, one love, multiple area locations, more sports talk, we do it next here, ESPN 680, 105.7. To
0: Rabo and Co. here
1: on ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. Ah, yes, your hope for Texas Toast Talk. This is Rabo and Co. here, ESPN 680 1057. 437 9680 is our UPS jobs text line. You can get a hold of the show that way. Reminder, you are the Co. In Rabo Co. So keep those texts coming. 437-9680. Reminder, some programming around here. We will have the Louisville game at Clemson tonight. 7:30 pregame, 9 o'clock tip. And of course, Ethan Moore on the Coors Light postgame show as well. The women are back in action on Thursday on the Louisville side. They'll play Syracuse. 6:30 pregame, 7 o'clock first tip over on 939. Bellarmine, same day, in action on our air here on 680-1057 against Kennesaw State. Uh 715 pregame, 730. First tip over there as well. Huge slate of college basketball games on Saturday. Purdue and Wisconsin on Sunday, Zach. Uh, Just a terrific time of year. Just the best Saturday for that to get dropped in Would we get a weekend off of the NFL. For those games to be just dropped in our lap in just the best way, St. John's, UConn, Houston, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, just a bunch of great games. We'll have all three of those, by the way, this weekend as part of our programming here. So if you are driving around, we're going to have College Hoops on for you all day on Saturday. Make sure you check us out here at ESPN Louisville for all of our programming as well. Um, And, and, you know, it's something that I don't promote much on this uh, show, Zach, but it's something I know you and Mike are starting to use more and more is – is ESPN Louisville Plus and the Twitter spaces and those kinds of things. If you are checking out, for example, the Kentucky Post game tomorrow night, make sure you check those out as well. You can you can uh, follow along with Mike Andolfo, the guys over there. Uh, make sure that you are all set. Jason ends, of course. Uh, on those shows as well, just a cool opportunity to hang out with the station uh, in an additional way. Those are up on what? Facebook and on uh, Twitter and all of our sort of social outlets. Yes? Okay, good. All right. There you go. Um, I love text what a great rejoined song for the canes read oh yeah zach's all over it don't worry about it uh, it's, it's 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 okay he's all over it um what do i want to get into here okay so this is this is more of a thursday conversation zach and i don't really i'll talk about this for like two or three minutes something i really enjoy about sports <laughs> oh lord what are we laughing about now
2: uh it's a text you can't say on air got
1: it okay all right um oh is it the ed one
2: nope that's not the one <laughs>
1: text slide sucks on this computer i wish i could see all of them Ah, oh, it really bothers me i'll keep refreshing until i get everybody back in here uh the uh yeah just sorry to uh, <laughs> okay that's pretty good
0: yeah ah, yeah that's pretty
1: good yep no these are good yep yep yep, yep. appreciate everybody texting 4379680 <laughs> a guy did say he's sitting in his office coding today yeah that's that's a thing, See, man. See,
2: everybody can talk sports. Not everybody gets excited about raising Cane's reads. How about that?
1: It's a professional radio show. That's it right. It's a professional yeah, radio. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is, is. I love watching new teams come up. I think it's very cool to watch the next generation of player come along. So as much as I hated it for my team, watching LeBron elevate the Cavs was one of the great NBA moments of the last 25 years. Oh, of that conference finals where he scores 618 points in a row by himself. It's one of the great performances of all time. Watching, you know, watching the Pistons break through the Celtics when I was a kid. Watching, you know, the the Bulls break through my Pistons. Those are such cool stories. Yeah. And we're seeing it again right now with two I think unexpected places in the NBA. SGA-led Oklahoma City Thunder, a couple of bad games in a row for them, but overall just an excellent season. Shea Gillis alexander has turned into one of the just very best guards in the NBA. Another guy, you know, leaving that Cal system, getting to the NBA and being really great. And then you've got Carl anthony Towns with the, the Timberwolves. And I'll get into this with Jay on Thursday, Zach. But, man, they feel more like they're winning in spite of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, Anthony Edwards is a bum of a person. Like, shut up about the officials. You won the game. You won, yeah. Shut up. I hope they find the bleep out of that guy. Just shut up. Would people have to vent after they lose? I understand that. I get that 100%. But this idea of complaining about stuff when you win, be better. It really does feel culturally like, like Towns is holding them together <laughs> Yeah, and doing those things. The other part of this, by the way, was – do you remember the narrative after they traded for Gobert and, like, sold their, their farm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're, oh, people oh, they're never going to win. Yep. And now they're winning. And this was a conversation Dan and I had when he was still on the show, was they had their leadership essentially poached from the Nuggets to the Timberwolves. And they are paying their GM now the second most ever, Malone's Megan Moore in Denver. And they've got this team together, and they're playing really well, top two in that division uh, out there in the West. I think it's called the Northwest Division, if I'm thinking of it correctly. Uh, it went straight to the conference. Uh, yeah, the Northwest Division. So the Timberwolves have now moved into first place by a half game over the Denver Nuggets. I think this can only be great for the NBA. Of course. Because the Nuggets are fantastic. We Jokic, we know what we're getting with them. To have SGA on the, on the Thunder, uh, it's great right now having – Jokic and Embiid and the big guys that we have in the league, you know, if you want to throw Tatum in there, whatever, uh, you know, obviously LeBron's still playing, the up and comers of of the, you know, in San Antonio with with Wemba Yama and all those guys, all of that's great, but there's something sexy about basketball when a great guard is on the floor. That's right. When a guy can really handle the ball, when he passes well, mm-hmm. there's something really really fantastic about that. SGA has all of those elements, mm-hmm. and so it's interesting though, when for so many years Zach we went. All the way to – sports does this. It's it, it, the, it, So the NFL is a copycat league. We talk about that a lot, right? Where if one team has success trying something one way, everyone else tries to get on the boat or on the train or whatever and try to join them in that – at least in that process. In the NBA, for a long time, big men dominated the sport. When Nissel played, you know, and after that, well into the 90s, big men really mattered. Jordan comes along, the guards – really take over the league because right before that, of course, you had Magic Johnson, but that's a 6'9 point guard. I yeah, mean, let's be was. real about what Magic is. And then Larry Bird was the other great player, and he's six eight nine ten 9, whatever. Six, eight. Another big, tall guy, right? You had – it started – in a funny way, basketball got smaller with those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Before that, it was big centers and things that dominated. But then we went all the way to the other way on the guard stuff, Steph Curry and those guys, right? We went to the total outside game. So to have this come back – With a Towns who is a seven footer but shoots a ton of threes, to have a Jokic who doesn't play like what he looks like, right? I mean, he just doesn't. Is really a fascinating thing to have those two teams at the top of the Western Conference. Yeah, and I just I love this kind of stuff. I love when when leagues turn over when there's new guys coming up when there's new when there's a new infusion of talent because the top three teams in the West are all in that Northwest division. And I don't think we said that before the season. The other interesting part is the Clippers don't suck.
2: No, they do not.
1: They're they very good. They are very good with a bunch of guys that you were told were castaways and all these kinds of things, and not you necessarily, Zach, but us in right. general yeah, as yeah. the Royal U. It, I, it's just going to be fun down the stretch. We'll talk more with Jay on Thursday I still about don't that. completely trust
2: them because the Clippers always get hurt yes. every single 100%. year. 100%. gets hurt, Paul yep. George gets hurt, whoever it is. Somebody's always getting hurt. They never play an entire season together, still don't trust them. But if they stay healthy, they can beat anybody.
1: There's a Carmen Electra joke on the text line that I appreciate very much that I cannot read, but I'm saying Carmen Electra out loud. Do you know who Carmen Electra is? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm glad. (laughs) She just looks like communicable disease, does she not? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) thought about not saying that i'm glad i did uh, the other uh the other sort of random story unfortunately uh it's not random that's the totally wrong word is is rajon rondo getting arrested and of course i think we do need uh to talk about this <sighs> all right so he was arrested over the weekend in jackson county indiana have you looked up where jackson county indiana is i have not uh, how about we do that because wdrb uh, did the reporting here on monday night uh the court records for indiana state police that he was pulled over uh with for unlawful it was arrested after a uh, uh, traffic stop for unlawful possession of a firearm, drug paraphernalia, and marijuana, all misdemeanor charges. Um, and so we're talking about a misdemeanor. It's not, you know, Seymour, he's
2: not... Indiana, basically. It's an oh, hour okay, away about from 50, here. 50 miles north. Yep. Yep.
1: I know exactly where that is. And um, I don't have a lot to say about this, except I. Um, it is a reminder that. No matter how great these guys are as players, they are still people, number one. But number two, are we not in an era, Zach, where you don't – I mean, the reason they stopped and searched the car, by the way, is because it smelled like marijuana. Yeah. Are we not at a point where these guys can't get edibles? You'd think. I mean, and I'm not I'm not trying to make light of any of this. Like, you shouldn't be taking edibles You're doing and the Stephen A. stay off the weed thing. But stay off the weed. Like, that simple. Like, if his car doesn't smell like marijuana, we don't know this story. No. Because I'm 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 not offended by by people who feel like they have to have a firearm on them if they feel like that's part of how they have to exist. I'm not like you know in the glove box or something like that. I'm not mad about it, but the fact that someone would have to find that through a smell essentially through a giveaway like this, I don't know. I maybe that's a weird place for me to go with that, but I just that kind of stuff. I don't know, but uh, hopefully not too serious. He does have a restraining order right now uh unfortunately as well with a protective order from a woman that he was in a relationship with before so hopefully things start to work out for rajan someone has asked was it was you asking me where was it, what was he doing in jackson county yeah i think he was probably just on 65 so probably um, there you go all right well uh rabot and co here we'll take you up until noon bobby v after us here on espn 680 1057 a texture, uh Jokic, luca and others um are killing the NBA with an old man style of game uh, at the park that people used to make fun of. Yeah, no, I, that's the thing about Jokic is you watch him, and it doesn't appear athletic. No. But it is. <laughs> it really is. Did you see really what did the other
2: night? <laughs> yeah.
1: seventy On 70% I shooting. I know. When, like, it was like he was jacking no. 50 shots. At- it's not like the Embiid the other day. No. Yeah, no, it's not. He... um. It is funny to hear Jay talk about him because he's like, yeah, he's a great offensive player. He's never played defense.
2: <laughs> oh no, not a day in his
1: life. Have you seen the clip of him hitting on the ref? Yeah. Do, you, do Are you okay with that? Eh. Yeah. Is that fair game? It's a serious question, by the way, because we're gonna I have, have I going more. forward, we're gonna have way more female officials. Yes.
2: I had more of a problem with him kicking a fan out for heckling him for not even doing anything. Man, I kind
1: of agree with that. I kind of agree with that, but at some point too, do we need to? Do we need to have that conversation? Yeah, we're. I, I just don't know, man.
2: Could be.
1: Was it the Long John Silver's joke on the text line that you didn't That's want me to one. read? That's the one, man. I didn't see that. I, I'm getting used to you looking at the text before I do. Text are saying the NBA needs another Rodman. It's interesting. So, it's interesting what is attractive to us as far as sports, right? So, the jacked up segment they used to have on ESPN,
2: loved it, loved it.
1: I think all of us did, right?
2: I would bring. I want to bring it back. Except I, they penalize every hit now.
1: What if you did it based on hits that didn't get penalized?
2: All for it, still.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know.
2: I, I've watched Monday Night Countdown specifically to watch Jacked Up.
1: Oh, I agree with that. I think a lot of people did. Jacked
2: Up. Tom Jackson, Michael <laughs> Irvin, Stuart Scott. Ooh.
1: Tom Jackson from?
2: Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> I loved, every time he would do that, they'd make a college reference.
1: It's great. I think, I think before it was cool to be, you know, to, to do any of those things. Tom Jackson was was the face of Louisville Football Nationally yes, for years. And by the way, how fortunate people around here are because he was awesome. Yeah. He was great on television.
2: Well, Lee Corso said he was the best player
1: he ever coached. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's a good anecdote. I like that. I, no, I thought he was – that show, I get it. Like, the it was – the thing about – the thing about Berman – You had to respect the craft, but you had to, I think, more in with him, how freaking consistent the guy
2: was. Yes.
1: You knew what you were getting. It's like the restaurant you go to, and it is a B-plus restaurant, but it's B-plus every time.
2: Oh, it it has potential to be an A-plus on a given day. Yes,
1: correct. But it's never worse than a B-plus. No. And that was Chris Berman. I think Jackson was like an A-minus minimum. He was really good. That,
2: that pair, that's they one were of the best great. ever. Yes, they NFL, were great. One of the biggest mistakes that the NFL made, I mean, Sunday Night Football going to NBC was a good move. One of the biggest mistakes they ever made was that they had football night in America instead of letting ESPN continue to do NFL primetime. Because yeah. NFL yeah. primetime is one of the best hours of television every year. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I loved NFL primetime.
1: I, I, I'm finding out I'm not alone. But I'm not a Romo guy. And I'm not a um I'm not a Collinsworth guy
2: can we just say this too by the way Yes. you know who's really getting job next year Greg Olson because he did a Tom, really nice job Greg Olson over the is weekend. fantastic at his job and yet he's, he's gonna good. lose because they said right now he makes like 10 11 mil a year whatever it is good for him he's only gonna make two million a year if he's on the B team next year because Brady's gonna take over and Brady has no broadcasting experience like they're they're doing Greg Olson dirty right he, hes as bank as
1: that money play. brother bank that money.
2: Greg Olson might be the best color guy in the business right now.
1: Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got poached by someone else.
2: Yeah, but who's gonna take him? Because NBC's set with Collinsworth, the SPN set with Aikman, CBS he's, is set with Romo. He's
1: better he would be better on Amazon than Herb Street.
2: Yeah, but that's kind of a that's a massive downgrade to go from Fox where you're doing the number one game, America's game of the week, doing Not Super if they Bowls pay him six million
1: game. bucks. Instead of two.
2: Yeah, I mean, but still even as the number two team, you're still doing a playoff game, at least every year.
1: Texter, we need another Rodman. Can I introduce you to Draymond Green? Uh, <sighs> Rodman's a, a more athletic guy. He's not as – oh, boy. boy. I, can't, I don't even want to think of those two in the same in the same breath. Uh, Texter, I went to Indy this weekend. I think Jackson County Police Department is an all-traffic cop department. It has to be four or five speed traps just in that county alone. Oh, I don't speed – I go seven over in Indiana. That's it, done. Like I don't, I don't mess with that. Uh, Texture wants to know, serious question: If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl this year, uh, does the NFL have to drop the Mister Irrelevant moniker? No, I agree. <laughs> no, I think it makes it an even better. It story. makes it a better story. It makes it even better because yeah. we're going to see his mom a lot, and that's what we all want uh, on TV is her and not uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, Texture ESPN would eventually ruin it by having Maria Taylor host that. <laughs> Probably fair. <laughs> Taylor catching shrapnel on our show for no reason. I love it. Oh, but tell man. me you weren't waiting
2: on Sunday to is hear
1: NFL primetime moved to ESPN Plus? Oh,
2: it's been on ESPN Plus the last oh, couple years. Oh, God. Tell me you didn't wait anxiously miss. on a Sunday afternoon for to hear Chris Berman do the whoop.
1: He could go all the way. No, no, no. He had his thing for sure. That's what I'm saying is it was so consistent. You, you knew what you were getting. It was always good. And Tom Jackson was more than a, su- more than a compliment to that. He was, I mean... It, equal partner for sure oh yeah just really good and no it th- that stuff i don't know zach i don't know if you're if you're like me and you because of doing this yeah you watch how other people do what they do right obviously yeah. and how they talk and their and their canter and these kinds of things I, I i do think those two together is once in a while you just strike gold and
2: peanut butter and jelly no that's right it's as good of a pairing as ESPN's ever had. Salami and mustard. Thing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I like that.
1: Again, uh, RaisingCanes.com, multiple area locations. Go get that chicken today, that Texas toast. Uh, we'll have the high school hour tomorrow at 6, Louisville Live at 7. Over uh, At 6, we'll be here on 680, at 7 on 93.9. Our guys, uh, Jeff Leitsey, James Black, in for the Victory Formation show this weekend at 10 o'clock on 93.9 on Saturday. And then in this spot, let's splot. In this slot on Sundays is a man named Nick Curran, a man named Phil Baker, and a man named Zach Cantrell. And that's on something called the Sunday Morning Hangover. Easy for me to say here on ESPN 680-1057. Up next, I preview the matchup on Academic Team tonight. Talk about it next.
0: Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? You are listening to Rabo and Co. Here on ESPN
1: 680-1057. Now... Nah. Here's Louis Rebeau. All right, welcome back in final segment on your mom's favorite sports talk radio show, Rebeau and Co. Here, ESPN 681057. Bobby V in about 15 minutes. You get first replay roundtable edition three o'clock today. We'll go local till six o'clock on our air here, ESPN Louisville 681057. Louis Rebeau, Zach Cantrell, hanging out with you. Find us online at ESPNLouisville.com, at ESPN 680 on Twitter, and I'm at Radio Louis on Twitter as well. If one of you follows me this morning, I get to a thousand followers. How about that? No one's gonna follow me, Zach. I'll be at nine ninety nine tomorrow. How about that? You'll probably drop a couple of. Followers. <laughs> yeah, someone's like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> I did that one time to Big Blue Drew. He got to five thousand. He was like, "I'm so proud." So I dropped him. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I like that guy, Drew. I haven't seen him in a minute. Hope he's all right. His kids are growing up, man. man. It is wild. That is one of those things, Zach. Eventually, you will get into. Are you? You know, I should actually ask. Are you in the? At a wedding once a month during the summer right now phase of your life? Not not yet. Okay. Not once a month. Okay. Maybe a year. Like oh, what one wedding at you're thirty? Yeah. Alright. I what's the delicate way to ask this? Is it because of your friend group, you think, or because of generational things where people are just getting married at thirty five?
2: I think it's both of those things.
1: Both. Okay. Alright. Okay.
2: People are unafraid to get married later in life now.
1: Right. No, I not agree. a big deal. No, I agree. It's very much Yes. Uh, my story is very unusual now. Getting married out of college, yes. Yeah. No, for
2: sure. People don't really do that much anymore. No,
1: they, they didn't when I was, but I want to be clear, my generation either. Well, you were very unusual.
2: The financial situation is a lot uh, different nowadays, too.
1: I lived on $10,000 a year for four years.
2: Yeah, I'm saying this generation isn't wanting to do that.
1: Won't, won't do that, right. They'd rather live with their parents than actually do that.
2: Which isn't a terrible move. No, I
1: understand. Move. But they'd rather, no, they'd rather be comfortable than do that. Well, I understand. Of course. Yeah, I get it. I'm like Mike Tomlin, and your generation's like Kenny Payne. You're seeking comfort.
2: And we're not Kenny Payne. <laughs> 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 oh, come on. We'd win 10 out of 10 games. That was funny.
1: I stand by my Mike Tomlin joke. That's funny. That's good. Um, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, so
2: you're saying, did we win those games?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff out of you. Uh, what did I not get to on the show sheet that I absolutely want to get to? Oh, just the college football hires. Um By the way, I just—I don't know if if they know how to spell Beijing at this station. Do you know the Beijing sound? Have you heard that before, the Dino Babers? Can you look up Dino Babers sound? It might be a rejoin from this show two iterations ago, um, or three, I guess, at this point, um, that they talked about Dino Babers and his haircut. The Carlos Boozer, the the Beijing, which is spelled B-I-G-E-N. No one would know how to spell Beijing. Right, because it sounds like Beijing, the city in China. Is
2: that about his hair?
1: Yes. Yeah, Dino Babers, you got it. Oh man, look at you! You are so good at this. I love it. All right, go ahead, and play it. It's, this is Lock and Andy. It's fantastic. It's well, no, he does me. the Beijing, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the name of it, Cooper This is where you save the two uh, Say that again? white guys. It's the it's called the Beijing. Am I, am I wrong? I, I
2: the have... Dino Babers doesn't he do the Beijing? The Beijing M- isn't that the name of
1: it? <laughs> I the have Carlos no idea Boozer. You're looking at me. The Carlos Boozer. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> That's what it's called is is a top five dismount in radio history. It's so good, man. And he's not wrong, by the way. He's totally right. That's what's why he's frustrated, because he's right. Dino Babers does the Beijing. It's the comb over for black guys. That's right. It is what it the is. Beijing. It's all right. Yeah, the Beijing. That's fine. <laughs> he's gonna take over as the OC in Arizona. Do you like that? I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't either. I i it, it is interesting. Babers has the feel. Please hear me all the way out on this, because he's a better head coach than Kenny Payne. He has the feel of a Kenny Payne, though, where he's probably better off as an offensive coordinator than as a head coach. I, go, go make 1.2, 1.3 coach in Arizona. Live in Tucson. Your wife gets a bunch of great weather.
2: Sure. Um, I mean, go, he was a decent coach at I agree. Yes. And he was a good coach at Bowling Green. He, he was won very a Mac good. championship. I was going to say,
1: he was good at Bowling Green, for yeah, sure. Yes. The last time we were
2: relevant. Yeah.
1: But I do think this is... I mean, if he can settle into making one one and a half something like that nothing wrong with that right
2: no so you get to live in arizona uh uh
1: yeah texture this is interesting the younger generation would rather have money for experiences while they're still young versus the opposite thought process with older generations that is where i'm different i would rather my kids have the the experiences than me why not both i i have a life where i have those things but i would prioritize my kids having the experiences ahead of me
2: Oh, no, I want experiences.
1: <laughs> I know you do. That's fine. Uh, Text her, if last year doesn't count, does that mean KP still doesn't have double-digit wins? Is a good question.
2: That yeah, means he has six.
1: The answer is you're correct. Yes, he doesn't have ten wins. You're right. Good job. <laughs> Cannot have both.
2: Is it is like vacation? What's ways? going on like today? The there's actually
1: cute can? girls walking around. Yeah, what's going I don't, on? There's never cute girls around. No, now. no. <laughs> We're on a college campus. It should be just flooded. Not in January. Not in January, I guess. Oh man! Oh man. Well, man!
2: we always look forward to the end of March, early April. How about that?
1: How good of a job is Arizona football going to the Big Twelve? I think it's it's the the it's a place in the country that is attractive for people to live. They like that Arizona weather.
2: I think it's a better job because it's in the Big Twelve. Because you don't have USC blocking your way, you don't have Oregon blocking your way. You you can be. I don't know if they is will. Is it a tier three
1: the- job? So not the top top. We talked about that second tier of like Penn State and those kinds of jobs is it's below that.
2: Arizona was out of the 133. It's like in the 35 to 45 range.
1: Oh wow, that's pretty high. Okay.
2: Somewhere around okay. there? Just right. kind of spitballing. Might be lower.
1: I mean, the texture's also... Top 50.
2: It's top 50.
1: I agree with that. The, the texture's totally right. Andy had the perfect opportunity there to describe it to Locke is, like, when you use uh, the shoe polish in your hair. There was a time when Lachlan McLean went over the top of that stuff. He's totally right. <laughs> little Beijing talk. <laughs> I love that sound. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Texture. every time... I smile every time I get to hear Andy's voice. Yeah, no, no. And that's the... Look, it's a... It is a thing... Uh, around here about this time slot man it's a uh it's a fleeting time slot the old 10 to noon it seems to uh create other shows out of the 10 so it's an interesting uh an interesting sort of thing there but no i think he'll be i think he'll be good out there the Sean moore thing is really i'm really fascinated but because he's gonna have to rebuild a bit there mm-hmm. within you know coaching personnel and that kind of stuff and do people know he's not even 40 yet
2: he's not a man <laughs>
1: I like that you just dismounted completely after that. That's fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, Texted, the only thing that makes Lexington better than Louisville is the opening weekend of Keeneland. Okay, yeah. Oh, talent. Uh, Yep, 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 yep. Have you done the the summer dress thing at Keeneland yet, Zach? I have not. Should we do that this year?
2: Sounds pretty reasonable to me.
1: <laughs> I was talking with Jenny Reese yesterday, who's uh, who does uh, a bunch of stuff with our local HBPA here in Kentucky, and she um, was saying it's the 100th edition of the Bluegrass Stakes at Keeneland this year, which is pretty cool. And so why don't you and I make a, make a plan to go to the Bluegrass this year, go cover either that Friday or that Saturday down at Keeneland yeah. this year. Should be fun. Uh, we'll go do that. But, uh, yeah, I, the Sean Morthing, though, I really – I can't imagine five years ago someone throwing me the keys to to a, a program like that <laughs> at that age. Like I just can't imagine. Nope. I just stunning, and it's by the way that's kind of one of these trends that we've seen too as well, right? Um, yeah, he's not a man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good. It was a great immediate, unprompted reply from from one young Zach Cantrell. Lincoln Riley, Sean Moore, Ryan Day. Yep. Uh how Caleb DeBoers what
2: mm, No, he's in his 50s. Caleb DeBoers in his 50s. Yeah, he's older early than you think.
1: Yes, he is older than I think. You're right. Um but we're seeing you know uh Marcus Freeman recently Marcus in Notre name. Marcus Freeman. Right, I think it's uh Mike Norvell's Mike young guy. Mike Norvell.
2: Yeah, he was a young Well, he came from Memphis. He wasn't promoted like what I understand. But what
1: I'm saying, I'm talking wait, I'm just talking age at this point. Yeah, yeah. How old's the uh, Oregon coach? 40s? Manning is in his 40s at Early 40s, like my age, right? Something like that. Um but yeah, I this is a it's an era where we're watching the younger guys.
2: Landing's 37.
1: There you go. Wow. I'm- All right. I'm starting to get texts already that people want to go on Bluegrass Day. Of course. <laughs> I, look, if you people want me to set up buses to these race days, I will do that. We don't do enough of that stuff around here. It Actually, it bothers me around here. We should be doing more spectacle. Like, I, like, So I, I'll, I'll give him a shout out because he, he hangs out with this show. Chet Mays, just, uh, he decided to go out on his own. Started Maze plastic surgery. He was hanging out with us for Derby Brutus Cup last year. We're going to be doing some March Madness stuff with him and then Derby stuff. Opened a new office today. and and I like I want to get Botox on air. I think that's funny. I think the spectacle in radio matters. I think people enjoy listening to those things, right? Yeah. Like, how many push-ups is someone doing on air? You can't see anything, but you can hear people counting and, and it's, you know whatever, or you know, Louis getting Botox on air whatever. I mean like those things I think that thing is is lost. And I think I think like a bus from here to the Bluegrass Day or here to, you know, an Indiana Derby or something would be a lot of fun. So hopefully people uh, will jump in with me. A nice Mike Gundy reference props to Zach for that one. Texter, Mike Norvell used to rock the cornrows. Is not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong for sure. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, tomorrow we'll have um, Gandolfo in in the 10 o'clock hour. Of course, we'll do bologna or salami at 11. Ben Roberts at his usual spot, 10-20 uh, on Thursday. We'll talk to Jay Davis as well. And uh, we're going to start sprinkling in uh, horse racing guests because no NFL this weekend, so we're going to do um, heavy derby preps. There are four 20-point preps this weekend. Fantastic timing by the horse racing people to have it happen this weekend, uh, avoiding the NFL as well. By the way, did not happen yesterday. Zach was the deadline uh, for Triple Crown nominations and those things. Every single ownership group with Baffert, Kept their horses with Baffert. That's right. And so uh, no changes there, no movement at all. And so I, I, I bring that up to remind people, John Sherva came on this air from the Los Angeles Times, and and he told us, if there is no deal in place by the 29th, look for there to be a deal in place later on. The interesting thing, Zach, is the Robert B. Lewis is on Saturday. Grade three stakes race at Santa Anita. It has 20 points attached to the Kentucky Derby with it. Mm-hmm i have not gotten the entries email for saturday i have one for friday from santa anita um but i would be interested to know if baffert is running in that race because last year he had every single horse in it That's right. <laughs> so literally it became a zero point um zero point thing party bust to keeneland is elite oh no you're not wrong we're doing it It's happening dan laning is only 37 coming down to the text line i know it's unbelievable i it really that trend is 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 really interesting but the the Baffert thing—that's the only reason I bring that up. And I—I don't—I don't have an opinion on it. The the thing—the only thing I've been steadfast on is I don't think Churchill on their 150th Derby wants the distraction of Bob Baffert. They want all eyes on them, on the new paddock, on all the new things that are going on at Churchill Downs. I think that's what they want. And I, and by the way. I don't fault them for wanting those things. But also, sometimes life just happens and people serve their sentences and they get to get out of jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or their, their suspensions are over and they get to play again. That's right. And I think that's where we are with this. And I, and I hope that they'll figure something out because I just want the best 20 horses that we can have for that race. That's all I want. That's all I want. Horse racing so often is too regional. The horses are dispersed. We don't get them all together for one day often enough. And Derby weekend usually does that. There's usually a bunch of great races, whether it's the Pat Day Mile, the Derby, the Oaks, any of the grass races, the turf, etc. The Churchill Downs, the Grade One, any of those races—they're all awesome. The, t- the fields end up being really great. But when you remove the Baffert barn from that equation, frankly, you probably remove three, four, five horses from just Saturday, and that's not good for the sport. Having all those horses together would be considerably better. And by the way, long-term viability of that weekend here at Churchill—it matters. Because they're running that. They're running the Belmont at a shorter distance the next two years. Added purse money there. It's easier to run in the Preakness than it is in the Derby. You don't have to qualify for it, right? You can win the Tessio and get a spot, but that, that horse never wins. So I hope they're able to work it out and get those things together. All right. Music, music. music. Chicken time. It is chicken time. How about that? It's Texas Toast Time. Alongside Zach Kentrell. my name's Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter, and this is Rebeau & Co., ESPN 680-1057. Enjoy the rest of your day. Good luck to my academic teamers tonight as they get their uh, competition underway. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 o'clock with a full recap of academic team, and we hope you are too. Have a great day, everybody.